All right, awesome. Hey, everybody. Uh, Greg Hine here. We are live with one of the first episodes of the Aviation Growth Podcast. Today, I have with me Stuart and Roberto from Blue Tail. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. of course. How's Hi, everything Greg. going? Doing well. Doing well. Just had a nice uh, three-day uh, three-day weekend and uh, all rested up, ready for uh, ready for another big week at Blue Tail. Awesome. Well, so, you know, Stuart, Roberto, can you give me just like, give us a, a little bit of an intro into who you guys are and maybe um, a little bit of a, a high level overview about what Blue Tail is all about. All right. Well, uh, okay. I'll go first. So, yeah, who, um, whoever wants to go first, don't uh, I'll jump in. Don't pay for it. I'll, I'll just drink warm. coffee the whole time. All right. That works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good at that. Yeah, so uh, Stuart Ilian, um, let's see, I'm, let's see a little bit on my background. Uh, a little bit of uh, aviation tech, I guess, would be the best way to kind of describe me. Uh, been in and out of aviation, actually. I was in Civil Air Patrol, actually, early on after the Boy Scouts. That was kind of my first entrance into aviation. And then uh, got into flight training, uh, went through UND's program, great program, uh, ultimately transferred to Ohio State. Uh, where I got my uh, commercial instruments, but ultimately decided I really like the business side of aviation. So worked for Deloitte out of school, had TWA as a client out of uh, Kansas City, and ultimately ended up in California and um, had a couple different roles there, but found myself in tech, uh, went to Apple. That was in 1989. Those were the Scully years, if, you, if anybody remembers John Scully, kind of between jobs. Uh, Let's see, yeah, um, no pun intended. But uh, that's where I met Berto. Berto and I met in, in 89 and uh, developed kind of a really good friendship at that point. So let's, I just dated myself. That's over 30 years. And um, we've collaborated on a number of projects since we met. Uh, he can talk a little bit more about that. But uh, let's see, left Apple, did the dot-com thing uh, for a couple of years when that was going crazy. That was the last iteration. Actually helped take a company public called Zoom was the first Zoom with an X. Uh, no one probably remembers them, but we actually uh, were, were purchased by GE at some point, became NBC Internet. So that was really a wild ride. Really wanted to get back into aviation and uh, bought a flight school in Southern California, which uh, which uh, was Flight Crew Systems. It's now called Loft, a big training facility down there. And sold my interest in that company, went to another company called ProFlight with a uh, great guy, Caleb Taylor. And... Uh, we had a simulator play as well, and we ultimately were purchased by Textron, became True. If you guys know True, there's actually a, a training center not too far from you guys up in Lutz, uh, yep. which was one of the satellite facilities. So I really love that business and, um, you know, and, and ultimately uh, uh, left there and, and worked for an operator for a while. And and um, and uh, that that's when I kind of worked my way out to Phoenix and, and Berto and I decided to collaborate on Blue Tail. I'll tell you a little bit more about just that history, but that's just a little bit on, on my background. Berto, maybe you can awesome. tell us yeah. a little yeah, about yourself. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Greg. No, go ahead. Let, let it rip. Give us, uh, right. give us a little so, bit of a background. I have a quite an extensive background in aviation. Like, okay. <laughs> goose egg. Two, two, two years ago, Stuart, who, who, as he mentioned, I met him at, at Apple and, um, I, you know, I've been a, uh, I've, I fell in love with technology and, and usability, you know, in my days at Apple. And, uh, uh, you know, since 2000, this is my fourth startup, my fourth tech startup. I've had two uh, successes, one failure, um, learned probably more in the failure than I did in the successes. And uh, I've been in fintech SaaS and healthcare SaaS and started uh, one of the first marketing automation SaaS platforms in 1999. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was sold twice. So I, I've, I've, I've built some platforms before they've, they've been successful, but what got me really intrigued about uh, Blue Tail was, was, you know, I hadn't worked with Stuart in many years. We sat on each other's boards in a couple of these startups and uh, him and I have always ha had a really good vision for, product and how we were really, you know, uh, always focusing on the customer, building the product. A lot of people don't know this, but at Apple, 
we spent, you know, millions and millions of dollars on on focus groups and, and, and talking to customers. And and, you know, let's face it, they, they didn't invent the iPhone. They didn't invent the smartphone. They didn't invent the m music player. They didn't invent the computer, but they designed them elegantly and made the best interfaces in the world. And sure. Stuart and I have picked that up and, and we're striving really hard to make Bluetail follow that that model of, of elegance and design and usability. And we're not there. But uh, I just, I'm just happy to work with Stuart. I've learned a ton about aviation. The people in the space are above board. They're they're incredible. The vision and the and uh, where we can take not only what we're doing with aircraft records, but the industries. It's all up. It's all up right now. So I'm I'm happy to be part of it. That's that's awesome. So you guys both have you know a long history of building businesses. Uh, long history of technology. Uh, Stuart, you have a little bit more history in the in the aviation space, but Roberto, you're you're getting up to speed. And now you guys have come together. I guess is it has it been 12 months now, 18 months? When when did when did you guys kick off Blue Tail? And yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, 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 yeah. And then you asked a little bit earlier, kind of what it is. So I'll, yeah. I'll give you a little bit on that too. So let's see, I think, uh, we, we launched in boy in, in the middle of COVID, uh, quite honestly, it was 2020 May of 2020. Berto and I had this decision, you know, cause we'd been working on the product. We'd been developing it for over a year. We'd written a spec, you know, 18 months prior and been talking about it. Should we do this? Should we launch? And, you know, at some point, you know, you, you know, I've said this before, if you've got a great idea and, and, uh, you, you know, you, you've got faith in what you're doing, you just, you just got to get it out there, which is what we did. So we threw it out there with, you know, with, with some press and got some customers on the system. And, and it turned out that was really the right call. Cause you know, we could have waited another two years and, and you know, we'd, we'd still be sitting on our hands, which, which isn't a good place to be when you're sure. an entrepreneur. So, uh, so what's Blue Tail? Uh, so at a high level, you know, we're we're a back-to-birth aircraft records company, um, and um, you know, the whole idea is to is to complement what what you would see, say, like in maintenance tracking apps, where where they have a certain function that they do, you know, around tracking life-limited parts and projecting maintenance and all that kind of stuff. But but no one really thinks about just the whole records piece because. You know, then this is something that shocked Berto is um, is just all of the paper and analog records that are still in the world of business aviation, which you would expect maybe for a 30 year old hawker, right? But for you know, brand new, you know, Bombardier 7500 uh, 650ER Gulfstream, you wouldn't expect to see things on flash drives or, or scan paper. So the whole idea is to just do a historical build of all those records. It's not. It's not the sexiest part of business aviation going out and 10, you know, grabbing 10 bankers boxes and getting those scanned and, you know, and then getting those organized and indexed and upload and making them searchable. But, but that's the whole idea of Blue Tail is grabbing all those records, putting them in the cloud. You know, we, we host 3AWS. We use a lot of their tools, uh, making those records searchable, shareable. Um, and there's a lot of different pieces in the app and we can talk about where we're going, but that's, that's just the basics of it right there. And we've got a, you know, we've got a North American footprint. We're expanding all that, but, but that's, that's the basic premise behind blue tail. And, and, you know, just real quick on the value, it's, it's protection. It's protection yeah. of those records, which aren't insured. A lot of people don't know that you can insure the airplane. You can't insure the logs, which, you know, if you lose those, how catastrophic that is, or they get damaged. So it's protection. And it's sure. having th those records available for what we call critical events, um, you know, whether that's a major inspection coming up or an alteration, maybe you're selling the airplane, <clears throat> maybe you're a 135 operator, you've got a conformity coming up, you've got an audit, you've got an Argus or a Wyvern or his bail audit coming up. It's, it's perfect for those kinds of scenarios where it really does save you time and money and makes your uh, life a lot easier. Berto, did I miss anything? Yeah, just the silliness of it. Like we we, we have we have the we have this phrase, Greg, that we turn paper records into gold, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's silly. But when we when I when Stuart told me about the opportunity, and you know, just going back to the COVID thing, we 
the one thing about maturity or experience is we've seen a lot of cycles, economic cycles. Sure. And after you go through a few cycles, you, re you realize that a lot of the great new disruptors come from the, that, that bottom part of the economic cycle where, where times are struggling. That's where a lot of ideas are created and generated. And, and we were thinking it, it was a really tough time around COVID, but we were like, no, this is the time to do it. This is, this is, you know, let's go out, raise money. Let's, let's, let's provide some hope. Let's, let's, let's change a, a category in the industry that really isn't being addressed because technically, Greg, I mean, as you know, it, it, you couldn't do what we're doing five years ago. There just wasn't sure. the tools out there. And so um, when Stuart and I start talking about, you know, paper records, we're, we're we started looking into, and talking to a lot of technologists, we have a, a data scientist advisor in, in Austin, and, and, and we just said, look, we think we can literally take the words off these pages and really make them useful for, for DOMs and AMPs and for pilot owners. And, and, and that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we have just touched the surface, Greg, on where we really want to go with this. And uh, the, they're, they're, they may be dots on a page, but we can take them and, and make magic out of them. I, I won't do the spirit sure. fingers, but uh, <laughs> well, you, you, know, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the way that I look at it is, you know, obviously, you know, COVID is, um, is a really tough time to launch a new business. You know, all of the, um, the difficulties about travel and face to face and, you know, uncertainties in this industry you know, people in the, you know, obviously we're starting to see a, an uptick in activity and, and things look like they're, they're going back in the right direction. Um, but last year there was a lot of uncertainty about, you know, where, where was this all going and how long would we be in this state of, you know, not flying and, um, you know, getting in and actually getting in with operators is probably a, a um, you know, somewhat of a tall order. Uh, but it looks like you guys have, have made it work. But, you know, looking at it, uh, it could be kind of the perfect time to have launched this uh, this product. Right. Because I think, you know, uh, obviously I have the 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 history of being very involved with maintenance departments and records and scheduled maintenance, unscheduled maintenance and all, all that good stuff. And I know the importance of these maintenance records. And so, you know, I, I think that you guys are, are providing this value of keeping those records safe. And there's kind of like the selling point of like, you know, hey, what happens if these records are lost or there's a fire or, or something like that, which is kind of like, I'll, I'll say it's kind of like a doom and gloom type selling point. It's one of those things where you want to protect yourself but all of the capabilities that you're then providing just more on a day-to-day -day basis, I think is where there's a lot of value for customers because getting back to those records to do research on, you know, part numbers or, you know, when an item was installed or, or identifying an STC or, or whatever it may be, these are just super valuable things for just day-to-day, -day, you know, processes and operations um, within a, within a flight department. Right. Yeah. No, Greg, Greg, go ahead. Greg. Yeah. Just, I think you, 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 that's a really good point. One of the things that we, we had a hunch about, but we didn't know how big was, well, first we didn't know how long COVID, COVID this COVID situation is going to last, but sure. the, mo the mobility and the being remote has really played into being one of the big successes of Bluetail yeah. because we, we have customers telling us, Hey, I didn't need to drive 45 minutes into the hangar to look at the records. I looked at them online. Sure. We have, we have stories of people buying, you know, suitcases and putting binders in it, FedExing boxes across the country for, for an inspection or something. It's just like, we had no idea all these users, user stories and, and, uh, the need was out there. So this whole mobile, I mean, not only is our people remote, but like work now is remote. And so I think it's just adds to the, you know, the value of what we do. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I was going to add, which, which we've talked about before, 
Roberto likes to talk about just, you know, having started other businesses. When you get into a business, you don't always know when you're going to end up, right? This, this happens all the time, right? And I'm not saying that our original value proposition is incorrect. So you start with the value proposition that it's protection, right? It's, you know, you're putting all the records in, in an FAA approved, um, you know, system to protect them, you know, in case the bad things happen, right? So, so that was the original premise, and that's still a very powerful premise that, that people get right away. Um, and let's face it, it, you know, DOMs and folks have been going out in, in support of audits and, and other maintenance events and, and doing on-site scanning and things like that. So, so was that really rocket science? No, I mean, you see the app. Yeah, we've done some really good things. We've got all the bells and whistles that you would find in a content management system. So, so that was the good part. But where I'm going is... You know, once we've gotten into it and you start, to, you get your first 10 customers, right? And then they start giving you all kinds of feedback. And we've got a great cross section, whether it's, you know, 125, 135 operators, we've got corporate flight departments, we've got flight schools, we've got owner pilots, like Pearl was talking about. You start to really get into the use cases and see some of the real challenges that aren't really being addressed. And that's where I think, you know, that was kind of the first aha moment six months into this. Um, that, you know, that we've, we've been really exploiting. And one of the reasons we raise money to really go and run with just new product features that, that are around like business process automation, uh, auto organization, beyond search, things like that, that are true productivity enhancers that address additional problems beyond just the protection piece. And, and that's, you know, if you want to look at where we're going with blue tail and the product, it's, you know, not to get too wonky, but when you, you know, when you, when you look at like, say, an old aircraft that's got 20, 30 bankers boxes, because that's our currency, right? So, you know, 2,000 images a box, 60,000 images, you know, what are you going to do with those images? Do you want to spend 60 hours of time going through and not only scanning, but then auto indexing and organizing? And if you can have, you know, let the robots do it, you know, and obviously they can't do everything, but if they can do 80% of that moving forward and you reduce that time, you know, so the labor costs and then you get that airplane certified, conformed quicker. I mean, these are all big challenges that the small operators face, the larger operators face. And, and that's where we really think, you know, there's so much more opportunity beyond just that core premise. And that gets back to, again, we didn't really know that going in. Sure. Now that we're in there and our customers are telling us, they're, they're absolutely telling us you're on the right track, keep doing this. And, and that's cool. exactly what we're going to keep doing. Cool. And so, you know, you guys are, um, you know, new, new company, new product, kind of new, I'll say niche in, in this, uh, in this industry. Right. And to me, it's, it's always, I've always looked at it as an industry that's, um, pretty tight knit. Um, it's not been easy for new entrants to, um, make their way and, and be successful in the industry because it takes a lot of trust. Um, and, um, and so, you know, how, how do you, how are you guys feeling about that as, as you brought a new product into this industry? Um, how are you, how are you get, how have you gotten the, your first few customers and how do you look at continuing to sell this product and, and growing in the industry? Yeah, so so I warned Berto, you know, having done this in the, you know, when when you buy a new simulator, a very expensive simulator, you get it certified yeah. in, in your program, and <laughs> and uh, then you wait for the phone to ring, yeah, and then you got investors looking at you like, what the heck's yep. going on? I, I kind of warned Berto that, you know, unless you're one of the big three training companies or, you know, the phone's not going to ring, you got to go make it happen. So, yep. so the same, some of the same things that I did in those prior experiences that I mentioned, okay, so relationships, right? You already mentioned this, Chris. So I've been doing this a while. I know some people. Uh, so you just reach out to some close associates, people uh, you, you, you trust, um, and, um, you know, we'll give you honest feedback, won't, won't blow smoke. So we, we did a lot of that early on. You know, yeah. Prior to launching the company, we talked to a lot of these people across, you know, across the, 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 the ecosystem of business aviation, MROs, pilots, uh, A&Ps, uh, you name it. We were, you know, underwriters, uh, lenders. <clears throat> we talked to all these people. So 
when we finally launched, you know, you, you call in some favors, you, you make some phone calls and you just want to throw it out there. Right. So get that initial reactions. And that was a big part of it just to get those, like I said, those first 10 customers on, get their feedback. And I, I tell you, you know, it's, it's a scary moment until you get that first order and then you get that first feedback. But, but we went out there and did that. We, uh, we leveraged those relationships. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, it's, the, the beauty of, of business aviation or aviation in general, which, which Roberto likes given his marketing background is, um, is you know, where the, you know, where the prospects are, right. You, you know, who owns yeah. the aircraft, who's operating the aircraft. There's some, you know, there's some great resources you can do some direct marketing, you know, through some online tools and some old traditional things. So we, we've leveraged all that. We've done some surveys. So just a lot of basic blocking and tackling that you would do, uh, but but again, no, knowing that yeah, it was going to be a challenge, and it certainly was, and it's gotten it's definitely not where it was you know a year and a half ago. The phone actually rings now that we've gotten some visibility out there. We've got you know a fair amount of customers now, but but yeah, it was it was a huge challenge getting that part done. And I think you'd agree with that, right, Berto? Yeah, Greg, can I get a little philosophical with you? Yeah, oh, go, go. go right ahead. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so, <laughs> we, we, Stuart and I were trying to come up with like, what's our corporate culture, and and all we could do is think about laughter. Like, you got to you got to have a good sense of humor to do this. But one that really popped up, and it goes to your point about trust, and you know, philosophically, I think where trust starts to break down is when you have lack of transparency. When you start to hide the issues that you have and you, you're not who you who you say you are. And we have been extremely transparent with our pricing. Um, when we make mistakes with our customers, we, we face them. Um, we, we've got an incredible uh, veteran on our team, Roy Giaconda, who's who's been in the industry a while. He's our VP of customer success. He he heads heads on all the issues we have right up with the customer, calls them, shares with them. And our customers have, have been give, given us incredible feedback, but I think transparency is the key to like building trust. And we'll tell you when we're making mistakes and we'll, and, and we'll, you know, we'll, t you know, we'll be happy to get a pat on the back, but uh, we just, we want the industry in my view, wasn't as transparent as I thought it was. Um, maybe it is in other other aspects of the space, but at least from what we're doing, we're we're an open book. Um, we're, we're not perfect, but we're we're learning as we go, and we're making incredible strides. And uh, our customers are telling us, "Thank you for calling us. Thank you for for giving us a chance to speak about the product and, and what we like and what we don't like." So um, that's that's our culture and. Uh, a shameless plug we are hiring uh after our financing so uh we, we'd love to have great people uh join our team yeah that that's awesome I, I i think that you know the transparency aspect of it is really key um you know i think with a lot of the you know a lot of the companies that a lot of operators deal with on a day-to-day -day basis whether they've reached a certain size or they maybe have a different approach to business, you know, the ability to just call somebody, talk to them about what you're actually experiencing, have them take that feedback right back to a, a product team and to see that, you know, the, the results of that come out in a new release and have that impact their day to day, you know, positively, there's just not that much of that going on. It's, uh, it's, you know, there's definitely companies that are doing it. Um, but I think for a lot of operators, it's, you know, it's like a breath of fresh air. And so I'm, I'm sure that they, you know, that they really appreciate that. And, you know, when it, when it comes to, um, I guess building your team, uh, you had mentioned Roy, which, you know, I know Roy has been around, you know, in this, in this industry for a long time. I know that you've, you started building up uh, some more team members. You brought on some board members. Um, how has that process been for you? I know that right now, just in general, 
you know, everybody is looking to hire uh, for the mm-hmm. most part, and um, it's a really competitive market. So how how are you guys approaching that? So uh, I'll just say a couple quick things, and Berta, you can jump in. So part of it is, I guess, serendipity. So like Roy, for example, can I say that the guy was trolling us? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I love that word. But no, I'm kidding. Uh, so Roy, you know, Roy was at one of the big maintenance tracking companies, and he was one of those guys, you know, and I don't want to get into too many details, but I can just say that he, let's just say that he always loved the idea of Blue Tail, and uh, he was talking to certain folks about maybe trying to do certain things that we're doing now and kind of fell on deaf ears. So when he left that company and he went to an operator, and I think he was following us, it was just like, man, I got to get over there and help those guys. Uh, you know, and, and we always joke that, well, thanks, because you're like three months late, right? You, you know, there were some fires burning, you know, in January. I think he joined in March, and we always like to make that joke. So so somebody like him and a couple of the other folks that came on board, just, you know, they've, they've it was kind of like one of those, yeah, I can't believe somebody else hasn't done this sooner kind of thing. So they wanted to be part of it. And then we shared our vision, and, you know, you hit it off, and you work out the numbers, and it's a startup, and, you know, there's just not a whole lot of new stuff, you know, happening and maybe in the software space. So, sure. so there's been a, some of that going on. And then certain things like like the VP of engine, uh, VP of uh, application delivery, that that's one that Berto took on, which was another one. You know, we probably needed that three, three months earlier just because, you know, what we're trying to do with the product and manage different teams and all that. And that was just a local hire that, that kind of just fell into our lap and you can speak more of that because that's been just another like game changing, you know, person that, you know, you talk about, yeah, hiring salespeople and customers. That's hard. Try, try hiring some engineers right now <laughs> and not spend, not, not, not spending everything you're raised in your round to do it. Right. So, Burrow, maybe you can talk a bit more about that piece because, uh, yeah, there, there's been a lot of little nuances to, to putting that together. But, but we've been really thankful the way it's come. come yeah. Together. I mean, I think. You know, Greg, you guys, you guys built a great product. Uh, I, you could even ask Stuart when I first saw what you guys did years ago. I was like, wow, that that company gets UI. Uh, I, 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 kudos to you guys. Appreciate and, uh, that. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that you know we were talking about with 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 you know hiring engineers and things like that. Every any executive out there will say the most important word you can say is no. I mean, there is so much opportunity, so many features you can build, so many integrations, and and you just got to say no to a lot of it and stay co- focused on your core. And yep. it's it's not easy, you know that, and and uh, we've been pretty good at that. Uh, and and uh, and so hi- hiring our engineers have been it's been tough, uh, but the, uh, but. Uh, so we've got a good mix of in, in-house and 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 outsource and and but uh, we've you know we we've, we've got a good quality assurance person on board yep. now that really focuses in on uh, all our testing before we launch and and so uh, it's it's been great and being in SaaS is phenomenal because I, I know a lot of customers out there don't understand us but it's in the old days you want to talk about pressure you, you were pressing your seat your software on a on a cd or dvd and or putting it in a box and putting it on a shelf that's yep. that's scary um you know now we're we're we're, pro- we're launching a new piece of software every month we don't charge the customers for it they're getting all these great upgrades so i mean yeah and if, I- if there's something small with it that that you had missed you know, a lot of the fixes that happen with a release can happen in, you know, in just a couple of hours. And so it's, it's quite, yeah, it's quite a nice thing. And I I definitely know what you're talking about in regards to, uh, I'll say saying no, which is kind of like, you know, everybody, uh, I think there's a lot of talk about just say no, like the more you say no, the more successful you'll be, things like that. I mean, obviously, there's, I'll say there's a balance to it, right? In that as a as a startup and trying to build your customer base and and build happy customers, there's a lot that you have to say yes to. I think it's important to to distinguish what really takes you 
off of your core product and your and your roadmap. And you know, if you get too far off track, I think that's where a lot of companies, you know, they start getting pulled in a, in a lot of different directions. And at the end of the day, then they're then they're realizing they develop these one off things for one customer, and it's not helping them in uh, in scaling up their business and and selling to more and more operators in, in their in their segment, right? And yeah, so it's a it's it's a really I think it's a really difficult thing to do. I think the the really uh, important thing is that having a having a cohesive team. Where you have, you know, people uh, like Roy that are out there in the industry. They understand the customers. They're getting a lot of good feedback, communicating directly with, you know, development teams, directly with senior leadership and and executives, and making decisions that you know make sense for uh, for the company in the long term. Because um, I think it's just. You know, that, I think that's how really good products are are ultimately built. But, yeah, we agree. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you guys had mentioned uh, that you just brought on a uh, a new investment. So this is a your first Series A um, went out to uh, I guess it's venture capital, and um, you know, can you tell me? You know, as as I as I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, um, there's a bit of hesitation sometimes to look at outside investment. They think, you know, there's there's obviously there's a lot of reasons to be you know skeptical or to think through it. Um, but you know, can you tell me what your what your experience is? This isn't your first rodeo in in building a business. What's your experience in, in going out, getting investment, and using that to to build the company? Yes, yeah, do you want me to take first crack? Yeah, please, please. Yeah, so um, it, it's a big decision. It's it, and it's one that I I think entrepreneurs should should not take lightly. But sure. Um, well, I think one of the things I've learned is this may sound a little arrogant, but but money's easy to get. Finding the right partner that writes that check is the hard part. There, there's plenty of money in this country to like build and build your dream, build your product, right. build your service. Finding the right person is, is absolutely the key. I would say spend more time on on interviewing the person that's that you're about to partner with. The money is we kind of get blindsided with the dollar signs and the and the commas, sure. right? And so Brookstone, which was formerly Canal Partners, uh, has an incredible record of they they saw the SaaS movement about 20 years ago, and they have been invested in so many different avenues of SaaS and the guys are just really high quality. They're 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 good people. Um, they're very well connected. They love aviation. In fact, they've been looking at aviation and investment for a while. They just couldn't find anything solid enough until until we came along. And sure. um, Todd Belfer is the is the uh, principal there. He's an incredible guy, uh, uh, visionary. Got a lot of great ideas, uh, but just. I think focus more on the the, the person writing it rather than the, the, the commas. So uh, when we found that, we were Stuart and I were like, you know, going back to that serendipitous thing is like, okay, we've got a really good partner now. And so what do we what do you do with the money? So Stuart and I have always been on the same page about three things when you raise money. You you gotta stabilize, serve, and scale. And so stabilize just means there's storms coming. There always is in business and building a company or building a product. So you want your foundation strong. So that's the team needs to be strong. The security on your app. I mean, everything just foundationally has to be locked down. That's yep. that's that's where you go first. Without customers, happy customers, happy fans, wh wh what are you going to do? So then you you talk about building a. a a team of service people and, and it's all aspects. Everybody's a service person in the company. And then scale, which is really what the venture capitalists want is you can't 
you can't scale if your foundation is rickety. You can't scale if your customers are unhappy and you don't have referenceable accounts. So you got to do those two things first before you scale. And so we're, we've got a good chunk of the first two going. We've still got a lot of work to do, but we're really talking about scaling now into different channels and integrations and, and, and partners. And Stu, maybe you can talk about some of that growth that growth opportunity that we have, but um, that that's kind of our philosophy on raising money. Yeah, and just the only thing I'd add is, you know, three years, I think you said two, Berto, that more like three years when we kind of sat down, we were specking all this out, you know, you don't do, it's funny, you know, I, I kind of dated myself. I started doing like a 60 page business plan. You don't do those anymore. Berto corrected me. He's like, no, we do a deck. Okay, okay, Mr. Smarty Pants. So, so, so we did a 20 slide deck, right? Um, but, but you know, so you lay out all your goals. What's the product going to do? Um, what's your hiring going to look like? What's your timing? What are you committing to the market? What do you, you know, what's your pricing going to be? Everything. Uh, then you're, you're thinking about, well, what's, you know, because we were bootstrapping this, uh, you know, initially just, you know, uh, on a whim. We, we, we did it out of our own pocket to get started. Then we raised some seed seed money but but we had a plan in place um that kind of you know that which which you know we talk about all the time we're not too far off that original plan we did three years ago for what we wanted to do and we did have a really you know we didn't say definitively we were going to raise bc money at, at this stage but we had a pretty good hunch we would if we achieve certain milestones so i think that's part of the answer to your question greg that um you know that if, if we did x y and z um, you know, and then, you know, you heard me talking about, you know, all these new opportunities once we got into this and man, you want to build out a product, you want to expand geographically, uh, you, you want to maybe, you know, uh, do all these other things that takes capital, you know, even, sure. even staying within your core business, cause there's so much opportunity that we couldn't bootstrap it. We couldn't do it just on the seed money. So if you want to go and build those moats, get the land grab, you know, all those business things we like talking about you really do have to do that. So it was, um, you know, it was kind of, I don't want to say a no brainer, but it really validated what we originally suspected that, that we wanted to go and do that. So, um, yeah, I just thought I'd add that piece that, uh, it's, yeah, it's really sure. in line with what we thought we'd do. So, yeah, sure. And I think in, in the past as as we've looked at bringing on partners, um, we took, took a very similar type of, uh, of look at it in regards to, you know, for a long time, we were a bootstrapped company at, at Flight Docs. It took us 14 years to, to bring on outside investment. And so when we did that, it was a it was a huge decision for us. And, um, you know, the the money aspect of it was somewhat secondary. Um, but we were really, you know, looking for a partner that would allow us to take things to the next level. And so, you know, we were really looking at, you know, scaling, uh, scaling up in particular, our development team, our sales and marketing team, and then uh, building out some more of our executive leadership team. And so, um, you know, that that's where we kind of use that that capital. Uh, but in bringing on a partner that helped us in the giving us direction and, you know, they've done, you know, these companies have been involved with, uh, with companies that they invest in. They've done this, you know, hundreds or in some cases, thousands of times, and they can really help in pointing you in the right direction. But obviously you need to make sure that you're, you're comfortable with who you're partnering with. Um, and that, that first, first, uh, example I'm giving here is with, uh, Argentum, who's out of New York, um, you know, at, at the point we took an investment from them, we were a little bit uh, larger. You know, we had, like I said, we had been around for for some time, and they were really able to kind of point us in the right direction to, you know, how do we take this company to the next level? They also provided support for, you know, they really helped us with our with our business development and helping us get. Um, some larger, you know, partnerships, getting us connected with people. Um, so there's there's a lot of benefits that come with these partnerships outside of the the dollars, and it's not always, 
you know, somebody constantly looking over your shoulder or questioning every decision that you're making. You really want to partner with somebody that believes in the direction that you're going and is really just going to add to help you take it to the next level. Yeah, no, and it gets back to what Berto said about finding the right partner and having somebody that's really working in your best interest. Um, and, and yeah, certainly in the business development, we bounce all kinds of strategy development ideas off, off, uh, off the, you know, off our VCs, off the board in general, they've been extremely helpful. Um, and, and they're connected people, right? So yeah. everything's connected to business aviation now. So case in point last week, one of our minority investors makes an intro for, you know, if I give you too many clues, you'll know who it is, but let's just say they've got, you know, 10 aircraft, you know, you know, airliner kind of aircraft. And, and, um, he knew these folks from a previous life and, you know, he was able to make that introduction. It really, you know, so their friends take a look at this and, you know, of course, you know, then we had the initial meeting, uh, there was some really good reception. Now we're going to do a follow-up meeting and bring all the maintenance folks in all the operations folks. And we've had three or four intros like that now, uh, just through those, folks because you know money people they all have aircraft um and um you know with all the stuff that's happening in business aviation right now right uh, all these new plays you know whether it's joby or or archer or yeah and i can't even follow all these companies but yeah all these guys are using capital they're in silicon valley they're elsewhere and they're talking to people and of course all those folks are going to need what we offer too and that's a whole separate topic but but just you know the point being is that it's all kind of connected. These folks all run in the same circles and they're really trying to, you know, because it helps their investment and, and they know we, we appreciate the leads. And um, so, so that's yeah. been really good too. And, you know, and then as we look at like some of these new partnerships, you know, whether it's, you know, some big technology partnerships, some people we're talking to, which we're excited about, we're talking to some of the OEMs finally, you know, now that we've got the word out there and we think the product's, really ready you know we can bounce some ideas off them and um it's really important to have you know even though we've been doing this it seems like forever you can never have too many great opinions right that's that's how things For get sure. done that's how you make the right decisions how you say no or you say yeah let's look at this more cautiously and try to make it happen but let's do it this way so yeah. all that There's stuff has been very beneficial through the board yeah and i think the the other thing kind of um, dovetailing off of that is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of influencers in this industry. And so you have the opinion and, you know, from, from your direct customer, um, but there's a lot of people that are talking to your direct customers, whether they're, they're service right. centers or um, the OEMs or, you know, their neighbors or, or whoever they may be. And so, you know, constantly, you know, doing that networking, talking with all the different players in uh, and around your customers is just really key for continuing to, to build that brand. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure the last couple of weeks and, and probably the last few months have been super busy for you guys as, as you've brought on this investment. How are you... What are, you, what are you looking at for, let's say, the next six to 12 months out? Where uh, Where is Blue Tail going from here? So, yeah, just just a couple just quick points. And then, you know, we've talked a little bit about that. Uh, it's 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 a bit of a land grab at this point, you know, with the money, yeah. you know, and you don't want you want to spend your money wisely. So it's it's getting more sales folks in place. It's it's investing more in the product accelerating those efforts uh, through some additional resources so it's just doing you know what we were doing on a small scale much larger so it's, it's hitting those metrics that that you committed to you know those growth metrics so uh, you know i think you'll see you know with nbaa coming up here we've got some announcements where we're going to be expanding into some new geographies there's some things that we've been talking about beyond search that builds on our mock platform, you know, around auto organization and, and just some kind of, you know, some, some business process automation stuff like I've been talking about. So we'll make some announcements there and, and, you know, with, with new product features, if there's some people that have been maybe waiting to talk to you, that it's going to help in that regard. So, so you'll just see us doing a lot more, you know, of the stuff that we've been doing, we'll be doing it faster, more aggressively, 
um, you know, and, and the new hiring in there. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of moving pieces. And, and one other area I might add, too, that, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's, it's not required today. It's not like, uh, you know, when I was in the training business, you had to have your annual recurrent training, right? 6158 if, if you're a pilot. There, there's no 6158 in the records world and, and we joke about it all the time it's there's an advisory circular that that recommends that you digitize everything there's guidance around that so to the degree that that we can work with the industry you know whether that's the faa uh some of the other you know regulatory agencies or some of the international equivalents or some of the some of the business organizations all the lenders the underwriters that this clearly benefits them the, the broker associations that we're going to be doing a lot more outreach to those folks. And, and even if we get some of our competitors involved uh, with the old, you know, rising tide lifting all boats, uh, you know, there, there could be an element of, of, you know, I'm not saying that this is going to be mandatory at some point, but it would be nice and certainly a game changer for us. So, sure. so the more we can do to kind of help, you know, control our own destiny, um, you know, through maybe some industry memberships and, and some outreach programs and, just, you know, making these guys aware, making everyone aware of what, what the technology is now that wasn't out there five or 10 years ago, that there's a little bit of a chicken and the egg thing here, too. So I think that could really help us and, and maybe be that, you know, proverbial tipping point that that really, you know, takes us maybe a lot farther beyond where we where, where we thought we would be, you know, say two years, three years from now. So I don't know, Berta, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, no, no, I think you nailed it. I think um, we we. We talk a lot about we're big Malcolm Gladwell fans, uh, especially his books. And the tipping point we talk a lot about is and I, we're working on things that that you just never know how that tipping point's going to happen. But, um, you know, we've gone into demos, Greg, where where people go, yeah, yeah, I know. Digitize your records. You're protected. And sure, that's great. And then they get in. Then we show them the app and how you can search for serial numbers, part numbers, paint colors, uh, you know, interior designs and burn certs and all. I mean, they're like, wow, that's just, I didn't know it did this. And and then we have a timeline feature that lets you look at your records in a visual timeline from, you know, from start to finish. So it's kind of like, so so by the time they're done with the demo, they're like, wow, I just, I just thought this was kind of like a backup system and, and, and you know, that's kind of where it started, but our vision to, to, you know, hopefully make that tipping point is all about investing in the product. And that comes from Stuart and I's Apple days is the product is the best marketing you can do. I, I can spend millions of dollars on PPC and events and this and that. The product is the best marketing in the world. And uh, we learned that at Apple and uh, we're, we're, we're striving for it today. And, and, um, hopefully someday Greg will, will say, yeah, you remember that when we talked about the tipping point and uh, maybe <laughs> sure. over, over a beer or iced tea or, or well, whatever. I, and, uh, that, that yeah, nice. I, I think, you know, one of the things obviously is, is on your side here is that, um, you have a, a very nice looking product. It's clean, it's modern. Um, and in aviation, there's a lot of platforms out there that, you know, that, the maintenance guys, the pilots, they're used to using pretty outdated technology in a lot of their their day to day lives. And so, um, you know, a lot of the functions that uh, software providers are looking to tackle um, and the problems that they're looking to solve in this industry aren't necessarily simple problems. Right. And so uh, without a good eye for design and really like, you know, how does the looking at the UI, looking at the UX, um, you can end up with a pretty complex product and that ultimately will turn off these buyers. And so creating something that's clean, simple, easy to use, makes sense for their day to day use. I think is is really key uh, to, to any software provider's success in, you know, in this industry, especially, but, you know, obviously any industry out there. Right. And so, yeah, yeah we, we, Greg, we call we call it delightful discovery. Like, okay. like a user, a user should go through an experience where they're delighted and 
you don't need to have 25 pop-ups telling them what to do and sure and, you know and, and there's just there's a lot of good examples of companies doing it really well today and and uh delightful discovery is something we, we really strive for cool well, awesome. It was, uh, it was really nice talking with you guys. Um, I'm excited about what you guys are doing for the industry and for the, the operators out there. I think it's definitely making a difference, um, in, in a couple different areas. And so I appreciate you coming on for anybody listening in, how can they, uh, how can they find your company, uh, and, and you guys? Yeah, so uh, real easy. Go to the website, uh, Blue Tail, uh, like it sounds, B-L-U-E-T-A-I-L dot arrow, A-E-R-O is our website. A lot of good content on the website. Uh, let's see, you could just send a, an email for a demo if you want to check it out. Uh, sales at bluetail dot arrow. It's real easy. Uh, phone number is published on the website. We got a toll-free number, but nobody calls anymore, so... Um, <laughs> but somebody's there to talk to you if, uh, but, if they want to call. But why are we getting calls, you know, since the funding announcement? Not, you know, and there's a, let's just say there's a lot of products and services out there that I wasn't even aware of. But uh, no, that, that'd be a great way to contact us. And, and uh, Greg, we really appreciate talking to you and, and uh, hearing a little bit about your background and, and some similarities and always love the opportunity to, to tell our story and uh, promote the brand and company. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Greg. Thank, yeah. Same here. Thank you. Uh, which you know, your new venture is great and uh, it's, it's needed in the industry and uh, we look forward to, you know, helping wherever we can and uh, uh, let's keep in touch and, and uh, we'll see, we'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys for uh, for coming on and joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Have, have a great rest of the week. Cheers. Bye, Greg. Yeah.